legs. Do the legs, do the legs. Listeners, people out there in Frithcast land. Frithcast land. Can I just say... Can I just say how incredibly glad you are this isn't a YouTube video. I'd like to see them do this on television. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mickles. <laughs> All right, well, I'm settled. Are you settled? I'm just about settled. Are you recording? Are the legs... Yeah, I'm recording, yes. All right. I am. Let's cast some frith. Let's cast some frith. Cue music. Wait, how do we cast frith? Oh, I thought you knew. Oh. You're the heathen. You're supposed to know these things. some music when yes let's do that okay music please There's music. Wasn't it good? I, I'm impressed. Oh. Yeah. Well. Right. Well. Right well. Shall I, uh, shall I, shall I start us off? I, I think that would be jolly lovely. Welcome to episode 21 of Frithcast. We're an adult. We're an adult. We're an adult. We made it. We made it. It's, we can do adulting now. It's beer and chips all the way from here on. Oh. So that's adult. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's, let's do some frithcast. Let's instead. do some frithcast instead. Squidge in round the virtual campfire, which is definitely not our kitchen. It's not a campfire tonight, though, is it? Is it not? No. I thought we had a campfire on the shore tonight. Listen, listen. Ooh. Can you hear the waves? That's different. You see? Yeah. I mean, we could have a campfire as well, if you like. I quite like that. A little bit of campfire on the shore thing going on. I'm yeah. all good with this grooviness. Okay, fair enough. So, lovely listeners... Please pull up a plank <laughs> and join us round our shoreline campfire for an episode of Frithcast looking at the gods of the sea. Indeed. Indeed. And, so, if, uh, and if the lobster's getting in your way, just nudge him aside. It's yeah, he's, he's all good. He's working out how to do marshmallows with pincer claws. It's not uh, working out well for him, but we'll sort it. It's fine. Also, I brought my coffee out here as well, so uh, if you hear clinking on the thing, that's probably just me. Okay. Sorry. We'd better introduce ourselves. We haven't done that yet. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, we're only like five minutes in. Are we? I don't oh, know that's actually pretty good for us. To I don't fair. know how long we are in because I don't know how much of this rubbish we're going to cut off the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, lovely listeners, to Frithcast Podcast. Ta-da! Frithcast I'm Podcast. Frithcast Podcast. Red Laurie, Yellow Laurie. Red... No, I'm not even going to go there. She sells seashells on the seashore. She probably does in this episode. Yeah, it would be appropriate. Yes. I'm Suzanne... But anyway, I'm 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 Kate. I am a, 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 a passing druid who wanders around, wanders past occasionally, and and learns things. Well, the occasional thing. Occasionally, it's so been there. We're down by the shoreline, 
for this episode. Because I'm learning something particular tonight, aren't I? Well, it's possible. There might be the odd one or two things <laughs> that we're going to have a chat about. I'd like to have a chat today about the gods of the sea. Okay. Of which there are three that I know of. Mm-hmm. And there are one of those three is known a lot more than the other two. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about all three of them, the bits that we do know, mm-hmm. and we'll give you a sneak preview of next episode. Wow. I know, we've wow. never done that before, have we? I know, we? it's like... Da, 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 da. It's like Hollywood, this. Are we doing like an after-credits uh, sequence? Yeah, well, we usually do an after-credits sequence, so we're going to do an in-the-middle-of-the-episode oh, yeah. sequence, because oh, okay. we are rebels. Er, cool. And we rebel. We do. We do. Woman's place is in the rebellion. <laughs> Um, where was I? In the sea. The sea, yes. So we thought it would be a lovely day for us to roll up our respective trousers and go and have a paddle. Yay! And learn about... Can we build sandcastles? We can, possibly. We might have to build sand long houses. Is that a cultural thing? Building sandcastles? I mean... Say this, say this, this goes out worldwide. It does. It does. Well, it kind of does, well, I suppose. We, we sort it, of... it, in theory, goes out worldwide. It's on the internet. Which is quite so... an unnerving thought. It's on the internet, so like anybody can get all of it. I'm, I'm curious, does everybody build sandcastles, or is this just something you do on a dreary afternoon in Grimsby? Not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with Grimsby. Grimsby's lovely, I'm sure. I've never been. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Grimsby. We do. We do. So yeah, lovely listeners, please tell us if you are somewhere else other than in the the fabulous UK at the moment. The fabulous UK. Well, slightly damp and dreary UK at the moment. Big it up, duck. Big it up. I'm bigging it up. I'm going at it. It's yeah, fine. Please tell us at some point in the commentary to follow whether you build sandcastles, because mm. we kind of need to know. Do. We it's have raised a thing now. It suddenly became a, 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 a big concern of mine. Yeah. Anyway, now, you mentioned that there were going to be three gods we were going to discuss of an oh. oceanic Yeah, kind nature. of have a wander around. Now, I know a few already. Go on, then. I know Poseidon. Poseidon is a bit awesome. He's got the whole trident thing going on. Indeed. He's yeah. not going to be one of ours tonight. He's not. I know Neptunus. Also Neptunus. Or Neptune. Yes. Uh, who is basically Poseidon, but with a Roman accent. Yes. Uh, I give thanks, mighty Neptunus, for assisting me to make this crossing so I build you this shrine. Indeed. Ta-da! Yeah. Um, Here's a rock with your name on it. Ta-da! A rock. A rock. A rock. Rock. What Sorry. did you think I said? Walk. Oh you know one of them big pans? Here's a walk with your name on it. I don't know, he might be doing <laughs> shrimp or something. <laughs> Roadside rocks. <laughs> he's just... He's the god of the sea, he's got... Does the god of the sea eat prawns or, or protect know. prawns? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I need okay. to know. I need to know that as well. If you can answer me that in the comments <laughs> as well, that would be brilliant. Um... Who else? Calypso. Calypso. Now Calypso got famous. She did got famous because she was she was actually a fairly minor deity in the in the in the pantheon. In fact, I think was she even a deity? Was she a nymph? I oh, think yeah. she might have been a nymph. Now I think on. That's a pretty 
That's pissed a, off nymph. That's a hell of a thing to say if it turns out she's actually a full-on god. Yeah. Let's say she's a god. Better idea. Pascal's Wager. Yeah. The pagan version. Pascal's Wager means we don't get drowned because we're in Derbyshire and we're the furthest point from the sea we can get in pretty much matter. any They're direction gods. in this country. They can bring the sea to you. I don't need them bringing the sea to me, not tonight. Okay, Even so though it... we're technically sat by the shore, because we course listen. Oh, of course. There it is. Of course we are. We are. Now, so it's not Neptune, it's not Poseidon, and it's not Calypso. It is not. Please they tell me not. who we are going to be talking about. So, we're going to have a chat about a couple who live in a great hall under the waves Mm -hmm. called Aegea and Ran. Okay. And we're also going to be touching a little bit on Njord. 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 Okay. So Aegea and Ran to start with. Their hall and their dominion if you like, because it's kind of not lands, it's a bit too soggy. Okay. Their their dominion is under the waves. Dominion's good. And Aegea is one who is known... There's not much on this pair in the law that we have. There's a little bit in the Poetic Edda and a little bit in the Prose Edda and not many other places. So they, those sources will tell us that this couple dwell in a great hall under the waves. Aegir is generally the more benevolent. Okay. He hosts great feasts for the Aesir and Vanir. Mm-hmm. He can be associated with brewing and generally... Frying shrimps? No, not frying shrimps. Well, kind of... Maybe frying shrimps with the feast part. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how you'd fry a shrimp under the ocean because it would keep floating out the pan. I don't know whether you fry shrimps. No, I don't know either. Carry on. Lovely listeners, we need to know. <laughs> We're going to be asking you a whole load of questions and the answers might not make a whole lot of sense <laughs> when you give them to us, but that would be great. Thank you. So he hosts feasts and mighty banquets for the gods okay. in the hall under the ocean. Yeah. So he's generally seen as the more benevolent of this couple. This generally leaves you with the option that Ran is the less benevolent of this couple. When you say less benevolent... Yes. Are we talking prone to, you know, ignore you when you're in a bit of trouble? Or are we talking downright sadistic? We're talking of a lady who will receive those who were drowned okay and in some illustrations she's shown us throwing her nets up to take sailors off the boats and drag them under she takes so she takes people who have who are gonna drown anyway mm. so in that sense a, a, a psychopomp seeing people over to the other side that sort of thing or mm, i'm not sure i would class her as a psychopomp okay. to be fair if you look at the Poetic Edda, she, there's a description where it, it says, if you escape sea perils, it actually literally translates as you are escaping Ran. Okay. She's a kenning for sea perils. And the sea itself is, in the Prose Edda, it's called Ran's Husband, or the Land of Ran, or Ran's Road. So it's all connected with her domain, her dominion. Okay. That couple have nine daughters. Mm-hmm. who I'll come on to in a minute. There is a lovely uh, piece that tells you a little bit more about Ran, and it's again, it's got these kennings. We've spoken about these before. These are ways of saying something that bring other associations in mm. to it. They layer meaning. They, they give you that depth of meaning into things. They're sort of metaphorical pictures of what you're talking about. Yes. They're, they're like two geeks talking in quotes. 
you bring layers of things into your conversation and associations because through that shared understanding of meaning. So the kennings that get used, especially in Norse poetry and in Norse prose as well, are full of these metaphors of things. So they're full of these layers of meaning. Mm. So this is from the Skaldskapamal, and it starts, it's talking about Ram as goddess of the ocean. Okay. Gymir's wet, cold spay wife wiles the bear of twisted cables, oft into Aegir's wide jaws where the angry billow breaketh, and the sea peaks sleep near slitteth, the stormy breast rain driven, the wave with red stain running out of white ram's mouth. And that yeah. There is a whole lot of alliteration in there. Good going, yeah. Yeah, thanks. So she receives those that have drowned, and you'll. The, the last bit of that poem was talking about the wave with red stain running. And this is the wave, the water after a battle at sea, where yeah. the water is red. I've got the, I've got the red water image in my yeah. head, yeah. The nine daughters of Aegir and Ran, they're often seem to be types of waves or spirits of waves they have been known as the nine scary brides scary brides. which i love that i like place. that so you have the one through which one can see the heavens referring to the transparency of water okay the pitching one yeah riser frothing wave welling wave billow foam fleck cool wave and bloody hair is the last one again referring to that the red blood. yeah red waters okay Abatha, Bagatha and Tabatha Agatha, <laughs> Tabatha and Bagatha oh sorry yeah Abatha yeah <sighs> so these I died for <laughs> <laughs> so these are the nine daughters the nine spirits of wave mm-hmm. that the Vikings would have known and these are the daughters of Aegir and Ran. Okay. So this is the benevolent ocean, the ocean that will bring you fish and livelihood and let you travel in smooth crossings across fried new shrimp. lands. Fried shrimp. And the not so benevolent ocean, yeah. the harsh mistress. Who the one is that, that cares not potentially likely to actively try and drown you. Mm. So these are two of the deities associated with the sea and the two sort of huge aspects. So they're two, surprisingly, they're not Vanir, they're not nature spirits, they're Jotun. Oh, wow, okay. But the gods still go and feast with Aegir at his table. How? You see, I want to say how did that work, but I know it's a lot more complicated (laughs) because I I sort of tend to think, you know, I think about the Aesir, the Vanir, Mm. having had their having had their own spat before. Yes, we're going to come on to that in a minute. Kind of sorted it out, as mm. we'll come on to in a minute. But I always think of the Jotun... The Jotun... Jotun. I forget what the plural is. Anyway, never mind. Many lots. Many Jotun. Um, One too many lots. <laughs> I'm... Uh, uh, I really ought to look that up. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, I always tend to think of the Jotuns as being... Uh, sort of, you know, mortally opposed yes. to, to, to the gods. I know there are a couple of cases. More than a couple, but yes. Well, that's the thing, you it see. It's complicated. I, I saw it as, as, a, as a bit of a rare thing, but then when, you know, first of all, I learn about the trickster. 
Yes. Who is of who is of Jotun stock? According to some sources, yes. Oh right, okay. Alright. Some sort we've got Thor's mother was a, a Jotun. She was. She was. So it's complicated. Yes. <laughs> so having So now we've got yeah, got under, into the complicated. The where yeah, we've we've got complicated also going on under the sea. Da, 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 <laughs> under the sea. You had to wait till I had a mouthful of coffee to do Yeah. <laughs> if I can't do Sebastian when you've got a mouthful of coffee, I can never do Sebastian. Okay. There's a line about it being better where it's wetter. I see. I wasn't going to go there. With that's that's polite, what... civilized listeners out there. I can't help it if I spill coffee all over everything. <laughs> As long as it's not over the phones, we'll be fine. It's good. It's all good. It's all good. Speak on. Yes. So, the last one I want to talk about, the third of the three. Indeed. Is Njord. Njord. Now, you might know him as the father of Frey and Freya. He's Vanya. And when you were talking about the Aesir Vanya war, that yep. wee little spat disagreement spirited discussion. I was, I was trying not to make too big a thing of it. It was a big thing, but yes, that yeah. that wee little spirited discussion that putting it behind us all that. Yeah, all that kind of, you know, peace in our time. Indeed. Right at the beginning when they have the Aesir Vanir spirited discussion. Kofovo. Yes. <laughs> Rumpus. Shouting and yorping. <laughs> shouting and yorping. We'll put a translation in the notes. It'll be fine. Frack if you're not off. from Derbyshire, you might not understand shouting and yorping. Isn't that? Isn't it roping? <clears throat> is it, it was yorping, yorping or roping? Shouting and roping. Shouting and roping. I don't know now. It is shouting and roping. I don't know now. I'm well not, remembered. I'm obviously not Derbyshire enough. It's all right. We might need to brush up on our Derbyshire, and we're actually here. Crikey. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about Njord. He is the father of Frey and Freya. Mm-hmm. He is associated with the sea and seafaring. He's associated with the winds and fishing. And because he's Vanir, you've also got things like crop fertility and wealth in okay. there as well. Hmm. He is, uh, according to the Eddas, one of the future survivors of the Ragnarok. Okay. And oh, oh. So yeah. that, sorry, it took me a minute there. Yeah, that that Ragnarok, that wee kerfuffle that we have at the end. The the the, the rumpus, the rumpus yet yeah. to come. Yeah, the rumpus yet to come. Uh, according to certain interpretations. The future, one of the future survivors of the Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah, I because yeah. I thought it was like just two two folk who ended up in a tree. Yeah, let's do a whole episode on that later on. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> When your entire theology, if you want to call it that, your entire cosmology is based on fate yes. and predestination, yes. you're allowed to do spoilers. Am I? The whole thing is spoilers. Spoilers, sweetie. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. So, Njord, I will talk about him in the last few minutes. Please, carry on. Um, father of Frey and Freya. Mm-hmm. The Lord and the Lady. Okay. Associated with the sea and seafaring and wind and fishing, the veneration of him 
especially along the coast, survives into 18th and 19th century Norwegian folk practice, where the god is recorded as Njor, N-J-O-R, and he is thanked for a bountiful catch in folklore in Norway. Wait. Go on. I know we're, we're summing up. We are. You know. Well, we haven't quite got to the summing up part, but spoilers, but yes, go ahead. N? N-J-O-R. Njor. Njor. Is this why it's called Norway? I don't know. I'll have to go and look. Now, I apologise if there are Norwegians listening. I mean, obviously, I've always interpreted it as being the North Way. Yeah. And I've heard people call it the North Way. But if you're, if you're saying it's survived... It's in folklore. Yeah, I just, I just wondered because yeah. they are... I mean, if you I, I, just lit up the, the bit of my... I have a memory that goes back at least a few minutes. Um, no. Yeah, and and I wait. Do you have a memory that goes back at least a few minutes? I can't remember. Oh. Um, Lovely listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but you, it lit up the bit earlier on when you said that the sea was known as Rans Road. Yes. I don't know. At it least just one it, source that calls it Rans Road. It just went Njord's way mm. in my head. I don't know. I'm. I mean, I'm always interested in etymologies, and half the time I'll have a stab at one and get it completely wrong. But it takes us on interesting places where we can have an yeah, attack at things. It's something I time. shall look up. Have we talked about the trickster's flighting yet? Flighting being like a, a rap bottle, a, a, con- a, a contest of insults. A we knife. I've mentioned it in passing. A sort of a sort of knife fight with sharp tongues. Yeah, kind of a knife fight with sharp tongues. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've I think we've, we mentioned it before. Um, the trickster manages to get into a hall and there's a story in the mid-cycle called Locus Flighting, mm. which is about this insult contest. And needless to say, through most of that insult contest, the trickster has the upper hand. Mm. He basically, oh, what is the word, he slays everybody, but not literally, because that would be messy. He verbally sinks his teeth right into a whole lot of people, and one of them he sinks his teeth into is Njord. Okay because he says to Njord that it's an open secret that Frey and Freya were a children of his un- of Njord's union with his unnamed sister. Okay. Njord is, Njord is not hugely happy about this, but he basically says, and my reward was somebody who is called the Prince of Asgard in Frey. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, he's got a point. <laughs> The ends justify the means. Yeah, so he never really kind of addresses that point, but he says, no, no, look at this shiny thing over here. That's my squirrel. Yes, yeah, squirrel. It's a really big upside down squirrel. <laughs> look, tell me, stop interrupting yourself and tell me about Noah. Noah. <laughs> professional perhaps all, all the time yep yep all the time so there's only one more thing i wanted to mention about Njord. and no, that did he, is did he did he did he win the flighting or did he just go <laughs> and, and that was that I mostly talked the hand oh I which the no. trickster kind of just moved on to his next target no. in the flighting when that happens i mean we'll have hopefully have a whole episode on the flighting because it's awesome and terrifying all in the same respect mm. um 
But the only person who can basically bring the trickster to heal is Thor. Okay. So he's the one that stands up and right, you've had enough. You're going home in a taxi right now. And that's the end of it. But up until that point, he basically takes a pop at everybody okay. sat in that hall. Every last god and goddess, Aesir and Vanir alike, get an absolute mouthful from him. Mm. Well, yeah, I'd love to do a whole episode on that in the future. But I'm sure we can arrange this. Njord, <clears throat> there's a couple of last things I want to say about him. Mm. If you look at the Sami mythology, okay, he's associated with a deity there called the Old Man of the Winds. Ooh. Which is an awesome name. It is. Who is a deity who rules over the rains and the winds. Okay. Um, now, Njord, spoiler alert, gets married. Okay. And it's not <clears throat> a... If there is such a thing as a traditional way to get married in the sagas, this is not <laughs> it. This is so not it. This is a marriage... Let's just say it starts in some very unusual circumstances and it kind of carries on with the theme of, you know, things that don't quite work out the way you expect them to. Okay. So the next episode, spoiler alert, is going to be looking at how Njord, god of the sea, god of fishing, god of the coasts, god of seafaring ends up getting married to a mountain giantess. Another Jotun. Another Jotun. Skadi. 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 So next time round, we're going to look at can the mountains live the sea? Cool. Can a marriage work between a god of the oceans and seafaring in the winds and the seagulls and the shoreline? And can that work with a goddess of the high mountains, the snow, the ice, the hunting. Two environments that you wouldn't ever put together. Put together. But if you look at the geography of Norway, they often are. Yeah. You know, you have the fjords and you have the deep waters and you have the high mountains right next door to each other. Mm. So next episode, we're going to have an explore of that. I know we said we do story time twice a year. We did. Once every nine episodes. But I like story time. Okay. So next episode, I'd like to have a look at the story of Njord and Skadi. This is about it for this episode. Okay. We hope you've enjoyed our zoom around under the sea. I'm sorry if I distracted us a bit. It's quite all right. <laughs> with uh, a little bit about the three deities of the sea. Yeah. And we will hopefully talk to you all next time so i've been suzanne you can find me on facebook as suzanne martin or you can find me on twitter leave me a comment drop me a friend request it's all good whatever you feel like basically yeah it's all good within reason yeah some of the answers to the earlier questions would be great <laughs> i'm gonna go look them up yeah i just can't remember what the questions are so no, i might I have to play this back and <laughs> then <laughs> We said 42 and uh, i'm kate and if for, for, if you've got no better to do and you want to find me for any reason um probably the best place is my uh, excuse for a website which you'll find at glassrain.net all my social media profiles are linked from there yeah so we will 
lovely listeners, leave you with the sound of the waves and the girls, and talk to you all next time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye.